This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, agency leaders trying to get along better with federal employee unions. The Air Force wants to make sure its members are sufficiently prepared to handle ongoing inflation. And one member of Congress wants to keep political ideals from influencing how the 2030 census is conducted. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Abigail Russ. Some agency leaders are taking a closer look at improving cooperation with unions. Tim Curry, a workforce leader at the Office of Personnel Management, says transparency is key to strong labor management relations. After a new union task force made recommendations to the Biden administration, the group now looks for ways to implement its goals. The task force, for example, recommends managers and unions work together before actions from the Federal Labor Relations Authority. Earlier collaboration can save money and improve efficiency, Curry says. Uncertainty over return to office plans took a toll on the results of the best places to work. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. Employee satisfaction dropped 4.5 percent in the 2021 Best Places to Work in the Federal Government rankings. The results compiled by the Partnership for Public Service showed a decline in employee satisfaction for most large agencies. That's except for the Veterans Affairs Department, which saw a slight increase. NASA remains number one best place to work for the 10th consecutive year. The Government Accountability Office ranks first for mid-sized agencies and for small agencies, the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation topped the charts. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Justice Department is turning the Bureau of Prisons over to a new director who has a history of reforming organizations and innovation. Attorney General Merrick Garland selected Colette Peters, who's been the director of the Oregon Department of Corrections since 2012, to lead the BOP. While at Oregon, Peters was known for improving employee health and wellness and reducing the use of segregation for adults in custody. These efforts were aimed to transform environments inside correctional facilities to be more humane and reflective of the outside community. She has more than 30 years of experience in public safety. Peters replaces Michael Carvajal, who is retiring after 30 years with the Bureau. A Postal Service regulator fires its chief data officer following his felony arrest. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The San Diego County Sheriff's Department says Russell Rappel Schmid, the Postal Regulatory Commission's first chief data officer, was arrested Monday by the San Diego Harbor Police Department and charged with allegedly arranging to meet with a minor for lewd purpose. He was in San Diego attending the conference. Rappel Schmid was booked into San Diego jail and released on bail early Tuesday morning. The Postal Regulatory Commission says it learned of the arrest and terminated his employment immediately. Rappelschmidt began working for the commission in February. He didn't immediately respond to requests for comment. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Postal service workers delivered more packages on time during the third quarter. On average, it took only two and a half days to send mail across the country. The agency delivered 93.5% of first-class mail on time, almost a 6% increase from the second quarter. Postal workers also delivered marketing mail and periodicals on time more often than the last quarter. A part of USPS's 10-year plan is to deliver 95% on-time service performance for all mail. A Customs and Border Protection Headquarters unit is looking to hire hundreds of new personnel. 
CBP's Office of Professional Responsibility is aiming to bring on 300 new criminal investigators, analysts, and professional staff by September 2023. The Office of Professional Responsibility oversees the law enforcement agency's compliance with corruption, misconduct, and mismanagement policies. The office's headquarters are in Washington, D.C., and it has field offices nationwide. The Senate confirms Ashish Vazirani as the next Defense Department Deputy Undersecretary for Personnel and Readiness. Vazirani was previously the executive and CEO of the National Military Family Association. He also served as a member of the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine Committee on the Well-Being of Military Families. Vazirani will serve under Defense Undersecretary for Personnel and Readiness Gilbert Cisneros. The military's career intermission program now has more incentives for service members to try new opportunities. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. Congress only recently codified the career intermission program into law, but the Defense Department's already making a big change. Service members who take time off to go to school or take care of a loved one will only have to serve one month in repayment for every month they take off. In the past, service members had to stay in the military an extra two months for every month off. The new policy may lead to more people signing up for the program. DOD started the program in hopes of giving employees more career flexibility and building troops with more diverse experiences. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Air Force is beefing up the visibility of its financial resources as airmen are dealing with the effects of inflation. The service sent out an online toolkit of resources airmen can use to ensure their financial stability. Some of those include temporary lodging expense extensions for moving service members, financial readiness programs, and grants to help with food costs. The Department of Veterans Affairs is bringing back the National Veterans Golden Age Games in person after two years of hosting them virtually. This event was established to motivate veterans to commit to fitness by complementing VA's rehabilitation programs. According to Air Force veteran Linda Morgan, the Golden Age Games saved her life by motivating her to stay active. The Games will kick off on July 18th and run for six days. The Department of Homeland Security is looking for technologies that can address weaknesses in software. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. DHS's Science and Technology Directorate is partnering with the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency on a new software effort. The directorate has put out a call for software supply chain visibility tools. The solicitation is particularly focused on finding solutions for software bills of material, or SBOM, tools. Proposals are due by October 3rd, and DHS is hosting a virtual industry day to discuss the technology effort on July 14th. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. Transparency and accountability of federal spending data is at an all-time high. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. More than eight years after the Data Act became law, agencies are demonstrating a lot of progress in managing their spending data. The Government Accountability Office reviewed audits of 57 agencies and found 27 had excellent data quality and 18 had higher data quality. At the same time, GAO says agencies' financial and award data were more complete than they were accurate and timely. Additionally, while many agencies submitted data on time, they also had challenges linking financial and award data together. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Energy and Commerce Committee is requesting an update from the Food and Drug Administration on its plan to strengthen food safety efforts. The committee's letter seeks more information about the FDA's food safety inspection and coordination activities. Those efforts have come under criticism after recent formula shortages and reports of contaminants in common foods like peanut butter, fruits, and cheeses. The bipartisan letter asked the FDA to provide a plan for assessing the agency's ability to execute its responsibilities and for making changes to strengthen the food safety response. 
They're also asking for a timeline and what additional resources the FDA needs from Congress to implement the plan. Foodborne illnesses affect one in six Americans each year, making about 48 million people sick and killing 3,000. The top Democrat on the House Oversight and Reform Committee seeks to protect 2030 census planning from political interference. Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney introduces legislation that would only allow for the removal of the Census Bureau's director for cause. It would also codify the existing committee charged with ensuring the scientific integrity of 2030 census planning. The legislation would also require the Government Accountability Office to determine if new questions added to the census follow generally accepted statistical procedures. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Abigail Russ. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.